You'll hear about complaining folk and a magical donkey that spoke. You'll wonder why Moshe hit that stone and why the spies could not atone. Some of our best stories by far were written in Sefer Bamidbar. This week is a double Parsha of Matod and Maseh, and if you'd like the full story of Parshiot Matod and Maseh, you can go back into our archives to July 25th, 2022, Sefer Bimidbar Matod Maseh. But in preparing for this week's podcast episode, I found an amazing story that actually introduces two characters from our Tanakh that are deeply important both connected to this week's Parsha, but also connected to what is happening at this time of year as we are in the three weeks leading up to Tisha B'Av. And those characters are Tzidkiyahu HaMelech and Nebuchadnezzar, one of the ultimate bad guys of the Tanakh. Now the connection to the Parsha is as follows. Parshat Matot, which is the first of the double Parsha, begins with these words. Moshe spoke to the heads of the Israelite tribes, saying, Ishki yidor neder, ladonai. If a man makes a vow to the Lord, or takes an oath imposing an obligation on himself, then he should not break this pledge, meaning that the idea of making vows in God's name is deeply important. Of course, living up to your promises is very important. But when you take that extra step and make a vow, and not only just any vow, a vow where you bring up God's name and you basically say, quote, I swear to God, you had better be prepared to live up to that vow. Because if you don't, not only is it an offense to the person that you're promising, perhaps, but it is certainly an offense to God. And so leads us to an incredible story of Tzidkiyahu HaMelech. Now to understand Tzidkiyahu HaMelech, we need to understand that Tzidkiyahu HaMelech did not actually become king in the normal way. He became king because he was appointed by Nebuchadnezzar, who was the king of Babel, the Babylonian king. You see, Nebuchadnezzar had an entire empire. At this point in the Tanakh, the Babylonian empire has control over much of what we would now call the Middle East. Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian empire, they rule over all of Israel. Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian Empire rule over Moab. They rule over Ammon. They rule over all of the nations that B'nai Israel had fought on their way into the land of Israel. All of it now is ultimately is part of the Babylonian Empire, which is ruled by Nebuchadnezzar. And so Tzidkiyahu HaMelech is the king over Israel, is the king over B'nai Israel as well, but he was not given that title by God or even by being entitled to it from the Davidic line. He is given that 
position by the Babylonian emperor Nebuchadnezzar. So he is what we might call a puppet king, doing whatever it is that the emperor likes. Now, because Tzidkiahu Melech is so closely connected to Nebuchadnezzar and is so good at doing everything that Nebuchadnezzar says that he should do, it says that Tzidkiahu Melech is able to come and go in Nebuchadnezzar's palace as he so pleases. Basically, everybody else has to have special invitations from the emperor. But Tzidkiahu Melech has a special invitation that he can walk into the emperor's inner chambers whenever he so pleases because he is such a good puppet king for the emperor. Now, one day, Tzidkiahu Melech decides to walk in on a random day, and he happens to walk in to Nebuchadnezzar sitting by himself eating a live rabbit. Now, if that sounds disgusting to you, it is. And not only is it disgusting that he's eating a live rabbit, it goes against Torah law. It goes against what we call the seven Noahite laws, which all peoples are bound to, not only people who have accepted the Torah. And it went even against normal practices of the time. It was not common to find people eating live animals. It was considered, as it is now, disgusting and barbaric. And so Tzidkiahu Melech walks in to Nebuchadnezzar eating a live rabbit. And Nebuchadnezzar is so embarrassed. Oh, Tzidkiahu, I didn't see you come in there. This is not what it looks like. Uh, okay, yes, it is what it looks like. And I know it's disgusting. But Tzidkiahu, you have to swear to me that you will not tell anybody that you've seen me eating a live rabbit. And Tzidkiahu Amelech says, Oh, your secret is safe with me, Mr. Emperor. No, I, I wouldn't dream of telling anybody. And Nebuchadnezzar says, No, this is very, very bad, Tzidkiahu. I need to know for sure that you're not going to tell anybody. Swear to me. Swear to me by your God. And Tzidkiahu says, I swear by my God. I swear by the inner sanctum of the holy temple. I swear to you that I won't tell anybody. And Nebuchadnezzar says, okay, okay, good. Then be gone. And so Tzidkiah Wamelech leaves. And he goes and he starts to hang out with some of the other kings that are the kings of the other territories that are inside the Babylonian Empire. So he's sitting with the king of Moab, who is now not Balak. This is many generations later. He's sitting with the king of Ammon. He's sitting with the king of Tyre. He's sitting with four other kings of nations from the Babylonian Empire. And they're sitting around, and they're kind of complaining about their boss, Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, huh, he just tells me to do things, and I do it because we don't want to be destroyed, of course, but he can be really annoying. You know, you know, Tzidkiahu, you should really be the emperor. I mean, especially because you actually have the claim, your God, 
by far is the most powerful of any of our gods, and you, as the leader of B'nai Israel, should really be ruling your own nation. It shouldn't be Nebuchadnezzar. And Sidki Ahu Amelech gets kind of caught up in this conversation, and he goes, no, I know, tell me about it. You want to know something about Nebuchadnezzar, actually, and it's kind of disgusting, but I actually walked in on him the other day, and he was eating a live rabbit, if you can believe it. Oh, my, are you serious? That is really disgusting and inhuman. It's barbaric to think about eating a live animal. And Zidkiah Amel says, yeah, I know, but don't tell him I said so. Oh, we would never. Well, of course, the kings of Moab and Ammon can't be trusted. And they send a letter to Nebuchadnezzar telling him about what Sidkiahu Amelech had just told them. And now, of course, Nebuchadnezzar is furious. And he brings in front of him all of the leaders of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish court at the time. And he says, please, tell me something. What does your Torah teach us about making vows about your God? That saying, I swear to God, or I don't know, I swear on the innermost sanctum, the Kodesh HaKodeshim of the Holy of Holies. What, what does your Torah say about that? And the Sanhedrin says, well, you know, the Torah wants us to keep our vows, but I guess if you ever really found yourself in a bind and you made a vow that you weren't going to be able to keep, you're allowed to come and ask permission from one of us on the Sanhedrin to uh, break that vow. And Nebuchadnezzar says, oh, so obviously keeping promises is not important to the Jewish people. Wait, no, 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 that's not what we were saying. Oh, I, you've made it very, very clear. In fact, it must be that one of you gave permission to your king to break a vow that he had made to me, which embarrassed me very much. Uh, what? No, he he did not come and tell any... Did he tell any of you? No, he, he didn't tell any of us. Oh, like that's something I could believe. No, I can't trust any of you. In fact, I'm going to have you all executed. And with that, Nebuchadnezzar not only executes the entire Sanhedrin, but he also decides at that moment, you know what? The Jewish people, the Israelites, don't even deserve to have a puppet king to rule their land. We are going to conquer this land. We are going to destroy their capital, Yerushalayim. We are going to destroy their holy temple because these Jewish people are so awful. And that led to the destruction of the first temple on Tisha B'Av. Now, who was the Navi, the prophet, at the time of Tzidkiyahu HaMelech, who is thought to be, by the way, the last of all of the kings of Israel until we have the Mashiach, the ultimate king, who will one day, God willing, come and lead us? But with every king, there is a Navi, there is a prophet. So who was the Navi with Sidkiahu HaMelech? None other than Yirmiyahu, Jeremiah, who we learned about 
in last week's Haftarah and who this week's Haftarah is also based on. And while Yirmiyahu is in the womb as a fetus, as a not born yet baby, God says to Yirmiyahu in this week's Haftarah, you know, Yirmiyahu, vows are very important to me. Can you understand that? Well, I'm only a little baby who doesn't exactly understand how vows work, but I guess it's pretty simple. If you swear to God that you're going to do something, you should really do it. And God says, yes. And the people and I made a covenant at Har Sinai that they would do the Torah, they would follow the laws of the Torah, and I would look out for them. Well, Yirmiyahu, the people have gone astray. And they are no longer following my laws, and so I am no longer going to look out for them. I am no longer going to protect them. And one day there is going to be an empire that is going to come and destroy B'nai Israel and destroy Jerusalem and destroy the Holy Temple. And you, Yirmiyahu, are going to be the Navi that's going to let people know about it. And you're going to have to let them know a lot more about it, sadly, in next week's podcast, Parsha. Shabbat Shalom.